0: Hello and welcome back to the Show Thyself Approved podcast. Um, This is a little different because obviously this is an extension of the last episode. So if you have not watched that episode, pause this now, uh, go back and listen to that one first because this one, like I said, is going to be an extension. But
1: I'm Cole. I'm Tanner. And I'm Bruce.
0: And this is the Show Thyself Approved podcast part two of The Biblical Faith. All right, so we we ended on a uh, pretty interesting spot to end on, I think, and uh, it's going to lead right into this one. Um, So something that Brother Bruce said was that gold piece, and something interesting about gold, and I've actually heard this uh, in a sermon, so I I take no credit, but um, something interesting about gold is they'll stick it in, that big old fire that's thousands and thousands of degrees and they'll bring it out and they'll bang it on something and then they'll stick it right back in and they'll keep on doing that and it's a purification process that way that you know that whenever you buy the ring for the special lady or whenever you buy that beautiful necklace that you want that that gold is pure that's straight up gold there is no impurifications in there's no impure things in it um and that's a lot like how we are as Christians, if you really think about it, we gold while you're doing that will lose a lot of its weight. You know they may put a six pound um bar of gold in this, and by the time that it comes out, it's two or three pounds and so of course, you know, looking on the outward side, you go, Ooh, that's only two pounds gold when I actually had five, but what it is is it's pure. And that's a lot like how blessings come down for us, is we lose some of that, we lose some of our burdens, and we lose some of this, and we may look like to the average looker that we're without something, or that we've lost something, but in reality, we are more pure. Y'all get that? I mean, that's, that's just something that really occurred to me when Brother Bruce was talking about that, that that weight, or that gold will lose almost half of its weight, I believe. Now, that may be scientifically false, I'm, I, but I'm, I've heard that before. And gold will lose half of its weight, and that weight was just impure. It was just impure gold, and impure gold is almost worthless. Nobody wants it, but it's that pure gold. It's that one that goes through the fire and lives to tell the tale. And that's kind of how God treats us. He'll he'll take us through that fire to get us pure. It's not to um to make us go through any certain pain. God doesn't want to see any of his children in pain, but in order to be pure, you got to be tested by fire. And I honestly 6 6 or 9 months ago if you would have told me that uh you know that that people are tried by fire during this, I would have just sat there and been like, what is he even talking about? But in my recent walk, I can tell you that that is, I mean, that's true. That's true, and it's truest point. I mean, and not always. Whenever we're, whenever we're not hearing from God, that may be God telling us, how much are you going to push through to get to me? He may back away a little bit and say, okay, all right, now you, now you talked a pretty big game while I was right there by your side. I'm going to step away from you and let's see if you can get to me now. And and it's a lot like, and and I don't mean to keep tracing rabbits down holes, but it's a lot like a father with a a kid that has never been able to walk. First you'll crawl and they'll be right beside them and then they'll hold their arms up and let them walk. And then there comes a point where the father or the wife or the, the mother steps away and says okay it's time for you to take your steps it's time for you to walk to us And that's kind of how God treats us and, that, and that's a great way to be because without that we would always be on the milk and in order to get on the meat you have to grow up and in order to grow up obviously you have to be tried by fire sometimes so that was just something that occurred to me that was that was just something that I kind of wanted to pour into on this podcast and I know that that's That in itself, I mean, we're only five minutes in, and that's pretty dense. But if you really think about it, being tried is a blessing because there's two ways that it can go. You can either fail, and I've done both of them. You can either fail or you can push through. And thank God for both of those because if you fail, you know not to do the same thing next time. You know to ask God to forgive you, and you just get right back up, and you say, "Okay, I'm not doing that. That was that was stupid of me. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have done this, or I should have clung on to God a lot harder." And those failures end up being successful in the end, and, that, and that's that's kind of where I am. I mean, that's 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 what I think. Not necessarily where I am, but that's what I think about it: is that that gold being put through that fire, and and that baby being kind of pushed away, and that baby may look at the time and go, Mom and Dad is abandoning me. But it's really to help you grow. And, I mean, if Mom and Dad helped, if they grabbed your arms every time that you would walk, you'd be 21 and still not walking on yourself. You'd be crawling everywhere, right? And so it's a good thing. It's a spiritual walking by yourself for a minute. Now, not without God, obviously. I mean, He's still there, but He may step away a little bit and just say, hey, okay, let's do it. It's, it's your time and you come back and that baby is stronger and knows more about the knows more about the world anyway i don't mean to i don't mean to go off on that but
2: well i think um, uh to add to that brother cole is uh you know the bible tells us uh, that we're to walk by faith and not by sight there's this idea <clears throat> that god does not want his people to uh, be affected or changed or influenced by anything we see but um, but by what we believe and how we trust and, and believe in God and uh, when you talk about the trial of faith I think it's important to know that with all of the common misconceptions there are concerning what faith is what faith is not what a lot of christian people today perceive to be faith and i would dare to say the majority of the church world today uh perceives faith in a different way than what the bible teaches that biblical faith is and i I don't mean to sound critical when i say that but it's evident in the lack of um things that their faith produces in their own life and so that's why it's important that whenever we talk about the trial of faith um, a lot of people may perceive or they may wonder well you know who's who's behind this why why is my faith being tried but if you notice first peter chapter 1 there's some words in here that clue us in that it as to who the author of that trial of faith is and it says in verse five who are kept by the power of god through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time wherein you greatly rejoice though now for a season and notice these next three words if need be you're in heaviness Through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, may be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And uh, so, whenever we look at the trial of faith, he said, um, You're kept by the power of God. He said, But though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness right now. And I have uh, questioned in my own life many times, uh, you know, and I've even perceived anything that seems to be uh, uh, anything that seems to be adverse in my life, anything that seems to be contrary to the way that I think my Christian life should be at ease or whatever. I've automatically attributed that to the enemy, but. He said, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. And what that tells me is there are times when I need to go through something. There are times when a season will come in my life. And that season of trial is a need in my life. And what that's going to produce, and he even goes as far as to say you're in heaviness. Uh, there are times that we are in heaviness, and we question, Lord, why is this being allowed to happen in my life? And all along, the God that loves you is allowing something, some season, to take place in your life, not to break you, but to purge out through a through a purifi- purification process what you perceive to be faith as opposed to what really is faith in your heart and I've said it like this many times when I've been preaching if I believe God is going to do something I can say I've got strong faith but whenever that trial comes what does my faith look like at the end of that trial that's what really the faith was that I had to begin with. And the rest of that was dross. Mm -hmm. The rest of that was um, impure. I thought it was faith, but it really was not real faith. And so this trial, this trial of faith is for the process of separating in our own lives, our own hearts, even in our own minds, what we think Faith that we have in our lives, but when that hard time comes, the the faith that you thought you had will fall in that, and then the it it'll be shown in what the real faith is versus what is not real faith.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean that's that's a great way to look at it. And um, what I like also is in the Bible, there's several. One of the most preached on parts of the Bible is the Abraham story. Uh, laying the Isaac Down, there's a beautiful song about that. Um, it's it's probably my favorite song, honestly, um, in Scripture, based on Scripture. And first off, Isaac was not... Isaac doesn't... He doesn't represent sin, necessarily. He doesn't represent sin. But in the thick of things, Isaac represents something that Abraham put before God. God. And and that's exactly... I mean, that, that is essentially sin. And so a lot of... That, that song is, When I Lay My Isaac Down, and it talks about how with with a broken heart, and it's it's pure at the end. So, but... Here's the interesting thing and I don't like to play the these what if games a lot. I don't like that. But I can tell you this, I truly believe that if Isaac were to half-heartedly or if Abraham, sorry, were to half-heartedly put Isaac up on that altar and think to himself before he was going to throw that blade down and he were to think to himself God's going to save Isaac I don't—I think God would have let him go through with it and and shown, you know. But Abraham, through faith, thought, okay, God, you're going to make me do this really difficult and hard thing to do, and I'm going to sacrifice my son on this altar for you. And he come with a full heart and a, obviously a broken heart because, I mean, it, this guy— all his life, he was he was close to a hundred, right? He was he may have been over a hundred. I don't remember exactly, but he was pretty close. He was somewhere around there. And this whole his whole life, him and Sarah were praying for this child. Out comes this miracle child that is born when they are well over the age that he should be. Like they should be fruitful. And not only that, but then whenever Isaac. Gets, I think there there are some dates that say from like seven to like fourteen, somewhere around there. I don't know exactly. I don't know that anybody because the Bible doesn't say how old Isaac was. But just kind of spitballing there, Isaac wasn't. Isaac wasn't stupid in the fact of what whatever he was doing. He he was probably looking around, going, "Man alive, we're okay, okay, we're going without a lamb." what's well, about to happen, you know. But Abraham still laid him on that altar and he went through and right before he did, what did God do? He saved him. Now, should we expect that not all the time? I mean, obviously it would have been a dangerous thing if Abraham would have expected that, and if he would have expected that, like I said, I don't I don't know that God would have stopped him.
1: Yeah, I believe that Abraham had enough faith that if he did have to end up killing isaac that god would have raised him from the dead i I believe that abraham had so much faith in him or such a quality faith that was perfected and consecrated that he knew that god would bring isaac back from the if he had to end up killing him and that's what i strive for is uh, that type of faith and um
0: and that's uh, your own son your own child your own offspring. And I'll tell you this, and this is an interesting, and I really hope that Brother Bruce don't know this. I think I may have told you, but I cause I'm about to blow your mind if you don't know this. I'm not even kidding. Like this was such an epiphany to me. And that's why I'm that's kind of why I'm gearing up for it. That's why I ain't said it yet. I mean it's been a minute since I've talked about it. But did you know that where Abraham put Isaac? To sacrifice him, not three hundred yards away, Jesus Christ was put on the cross. Three thousands of years later, Jesus Christ was put on the cross in the same fashion of God delivering His Son for our sins. It it was it's almost like it's such oh man that that just sends chill bumps down every fiber of my being how crazy that is because not not a lot of people know that and that's one of the like that is just an amazing part of scripture that it it was almost like god was showing abraham like hey you don't have to i was just saying if you would but i'm gonna do this one day i'm going to send my son and i'm going to willingly not, not god did not have to send jesus and obviously Jesus did not, because Jesus could have called thousands of angels, uh, didn't it say a legion of angels down? And so I think that's 10,000, is that correct? Twelve legions. Okay, yeah. So, and we know that from Scripture that one angel can kill thousands, even millions of people, that there's no limit to their power. And so Jesus willingly, much like Isaac, kept on, you know, kept on, and which I'm not saying Jesus and Isaac are, you know, even um, comparable, but Isaac kept on walking with his father because he trusted in his father, and he got on, I mean, he was already on the altar to be sacrificed, so that showed the willingness willingness of Isaac, and also, we kind of forget that about Jesus, that Jesus wasn't, he was not ignorant to the fact of what was going to happen to him. And he still allowed it. Not only Jesus, which, I, like I said, I'm talking about God right here. God sent his son in not 300 yards. I think it was not even 100 yards away. I think it was just about on the same hill. And that's just such a crazy thing I wish you didn't know that man I was hoping that I I was hoping I'd surprise but I was hoping I'd surprise you but that's just such an amazing thing that Abraham had faith in it Abraham had faith in God of I'm going to put Isaac on this altar and whether I go through it or not uh, it's going to be okay because I I trust in God and I I fully believe that everything will be okay because God has my back and, of course, we can go into several different accounts. I mean, there's it's all over the Bible. Several different accounts of how many people, how much they would have sacrificed if God asked them to, and several accounts of where God asked them to sacrifice. I mean, uh, the Bible...
1: Well, Rahab, Rahab put her life on the line exactly. to conceal those spies, you know. Yeah, that's That's pretty big... Uh, feet of faith too whenever you're looking at death and you say no i'm gonna have faith in god um uh, that's that's a good testament I mean, of faith. she committed
0: a war crime to her home to her home place just to keep god's men yeah
2: and i even heard uh, this the other day from a preacher um the centurion that came to jesus uh, seeking him that he might uh heal his servant there and Jesus said I will come and heal him and he said no no he said all you have to do is speak the word and my servant will be healed and he said I've not seen so great a faith no not in Israel but the the trial of that faith being seen it, it may, may not be as clearly seen but that centurion was a Roman for him to seek help from a Jew was on the line of treason, and um, the, you know the centurion was uh, a, a man that answered to the throne or to the to to Rome to Caesar, and for him to go uh, find help elsewhere was on the borderline of treason, and so that is a trial of faith of its own as well. So there's all kinds of um, trials of faith
0: in the Word of God. And that's how, if those men didn't have to go through all that, would they even be
1: written in? I don't think so. Well, even another big one how many prophets did you say Elijah said that in front of? Hey, could you imagine having that much faith that God is going to do what you say he's going to do in front of that many yeah. adversaries, you know, in the, that in the face of the enemy? You say, God's going to call a fire down, and my God's going to do it, not yours. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of faith, and I strive to have that faith for... Doubtless for, you faith. You know, doubt, yeah. Doubt,
0: uh, but that's what's crazy, the amount, if that wouldn't have happened, everybody, you know, to say that Elisha would have blushed yeah, <laughs> would be an understatement. He'd go, oh, okay, my God didn't listen, if that didn't happen. Obviously, we know that he had doubtless faith in believing yeah. that, hey, my God's going to show you. Yeah. Uh, not only that, he was kind of poking fun at the other members. He was like, "Oh, what? Is, is, your God's is your, asleep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he asleep? Huh? Um, it's just, and not only that, but there's there's several different accounts. I mean, you can almost throw a pebble anywhere in Scripture and find someone going through some sort of spiritual trial because why else would they be written in?
2: Yeah, and I think one of the greatest examples that meets us where we're at in this generation is the account in the book of Acts where that the very act of uh, uh, Peter and John going to the, the temple at the hour of prayer and the very fact that their faith was shown in the healing of the impotent man that sat at the gate called beautiful, it—it's it, not necessarily the the miracle that God wrought through them that was a trial of faith, but the effects that followed, in the sense that they were put into prison for that, yeah. and. Many of us into in modern Christianity would say, uh, "I didn't sign up for this. Um, I'm not. I'm not willing to uh, to do you know uh, this kind of persecution." But instead of them going back to their home, you know what they did? They all gathered together in prayer, and they said, "Lord, behold their threatenings." and grant unto us thy servants that we may preach the word of God with boldness. And so they looked at that opposition in with a pureness and, say, and said basically to God, we're not stopping. This, whatever hardness, whatever season it is, we're not stopping. And so um, I think that's very important when it comes to uh, the trial.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and and we'll get into more of this in the next one, but um, one of one of the biggest parts that of that that kind of spoke to me was Daniel. Uh, he he was uh, at the time the I forget what um what king it was at the time, but he said you cannot pray to anybody but me, pretty much Nebuchadnezzar, yeah Nebuchadnezzar, and. Daniel not only went to his house and he prayed three times a day, correct? It was I think it was three. But he opened the windows and he left the door open for them to come in and get him cuz he said, uh-uh, if you're going to if you're going to do this, you're going to do it in front of my God. I mean, isn't that kind of what he did? He said, "I'm I'm going to keep on praying and if you're going to do this, you're going to do this in front of my God." So he went home. And he kept praying for it. And, of course, there, now Daniel has several accounts of that. And we'll get into more later, obviously. The uh, three Hebrew children um, is one that we'll get into. But that will be in the next one because th- that one is even more dense than what we're talking about right now, I would say. But uh, if if one of you guys have some last-minute thoughts on this.
1: I believe I'm good.
2: Yeah, I'm good. I just I, I just think it that uh, if you're here today listening to this podcast and uh, you're uh, questioning maybe some of the hardness, the, the heaviness, the things that you may be going through and you're wondering, you know, why are things like this uh, happening in my life right now? I think it's important to uh, realize that uh, this trial of faith is not to break you, it's not to uh, discourage you, but it's to purify uh, your faith so that, and the reason why God does it is because He wants your faith to be genuine enough to where that He can use it uh, to be able to work through you. So uh be encouraged today that that heaviness um, if need be, you may be uh, going through a time of heaviness a season and it will be found eventually under praise. There'll be a day that will come when you will say thank God for that season even though it was hard to get through that, I see what God worked in that season of heaviness that nothing else could have done. And you'll be able to praise God through that one of these days.
0: Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Amen to that. Um, One thing that kind of popped up while he was talking there was God may be making you go through something that you've never seen anybody go through. To help somebody. To help somebody later on. you know, That way, because... Nothing is new under the sun. Right. The same battles happen. It just may not have happened to anybody in your vicinity. And you may be going through it to, it may be one, two, five, ten, twenty 10, 20 years down the road. But at that time, you can look back on your life and you can say, here's what I went through and this is how I got out of it. And I'm telling you this. So you can do the same thing that I did because there's a motivational saying that only one ha- one person has to do something impossible to make it not impossible anymore. Yeah. And if you have that roadmap towards that, that's all you need is that roadmap. You just need one person. Uh, there's To kind of help that, there was a guy in 1920s, I believe. I can't remember his name, but it was in 1920s. And it was impossible to do a sub-five- or four-minute mile. And it was just impossible. People were—your heart would explode before you did it. And he did it. And not three months later, five other people did it. And not four months later, six other people did it. So God may be conditioning you to be that first guy to cross the finish line at— 459.9 just so you can turn around and say that's possible, I did it thank God that I did it was really difficult to do it but I did it and I can show you how it's a blueprint, sometimes it's just a blueprint but anyway um, Brother Bruce I think you may have a verse of the day
2: I think uh, one of the most appropriate verses that goes along with this, and we've been talking about 1 Peter 1 and the trial of faith, but um, the Lord's dealt with my heart. Uh, Isaiah 43 and 2, he says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. And that's a, that's a testimony that we, we have one that's walking in the fire with us. And this, this trial of uh, faith by fire, uh, we, we don't face anything alone. Uh, this God that we serve is a very present help in time of need and He's always going to be there. And that trial of faith uh, is going to be proven in the way that you come out on the other side, the hardest part of your trials, and God will
1: be there with you. Yes. Amen. Uh, well, thank you for joining and listening to us this uh, week on the uh, extension of biblical faith. Uh, we ask that you join us again for another extension of this extension. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) An extension of an
0: extension. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Show Thyself Approved podcast. Um, God bless, and I hope you all have a good week. Remember, to keep us in your prayers this week. Thank you for listening. God bless.
2: Hey, this is Bruce, host of the Show Thyself Approved podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes or any other of our podcasting apps. Continue to tune in to us for new episodes. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Show Thyself Approved Pod. Thank you for listening, and God bless.